young, young gospel, gospel. I got you, I got you, I got you. Young gospels podcast. in the building, my hope is out the ceiling, my hope is that I hope these Christians really do feel me, mama, I'm a different Christian, I'm on a different path, I take a different mission, the blood, the life, I got the passion of the Christ, everyone's so hostile, they used to call me T-Money, now it's Young Gospel, go with me to a land you'll never see, it's free, but it's sex and serenity, yeah. What's up, my brothers and my sisters? It is your boy, your host, Young Gospel. And I got an awesome, awesome podcast for you guys today. Um, This last time, I took it outdoors. You know, I was feeling like um, being outdoors. I was feeling like I don't know. I was just really feeling the outdoors and uh, the kids were inside of the house playing. And, you know, sometimes uh, the kids need to release their energies, too. And I didn't really want to put too much stress on them. So I just said, you know what, um, I'm going to go outside. And to be honest with you, uh, I felt good. Just kind of enjoy a day outside while I was talking and trying to express myself. But the last one, you know, it was a little bit, a little bit stronger, but I think we all need to hear it. I think we're at the point where if we don't start doing something about our kids, we're going to lose a battle that later on our kids are going to hold us accountable for. They're going to say, where were you, dad? Where were you, mom? Where were you guys when all of this is going on? The same way that our generation blamed our past generations for not standing up for themselves, it hurts. It hurts when you are blamed for something that it almost seems like you just you know, you just went with it. You you were just a part of it. You didn't try to say, hey, stop, or hey, let's not do that, or hey, that's not a good idea. Because history, history is there, and history is being recorded. You could pull up old articles. You can pull up old pictures. You can pull up old uh, posts on social media. And now you're going to be able to pull, pull up old podcasts. And what I what I'm hoping with this podcast is that my kids, they realize that I wasn't a coward, that I wasn't afraid. And it's because sometimes I do have that fear. I have the fear that they're going to think that their dad was was a coward, that he never stepped up, that he never said anything and that he just went with it. I don't want my kids to to think that about me or maybe they just don't think anything about me. And they go back to these podcasts and they feel a certain way about a certain policy or about a certain time in in history or a certain way about the way uh, the society's interpreting the things of God. And they go, hey, look, our dad was not a joke. Our dad stood up. Our dad was not afraid. Um, As a man, I told you guys on the last one, we have to be protectors. We have to be. We we can't just think that that other people are going to do it for us. The sad part about it is that I see a lot of women and then I also see a lot of single men that are actually stepping up. Guys that still don't have kids, but understand that the foundation, that the nuclear family is what is most important in this country. If you can't see that, then start reading what happens in history when 
when the nuclear family starts breaking apart. Go look at what happened with the welfare system. Go look at what they were really trying to do by incentivizing um, women to have money. They were taking men out of the household. And that's how we have uh, minorities mainly growing up without parents, without dads in the household. And a dad is he's a top pillar. He's the top pillar. If you don't have a head, the body falls. Or if you attack the head and the head goes down, the body goes with it. So we need a head. And the head has to be a man. Look, I understand that in these days, it's very hard to talk about men in this way. But I don't care. Because I know the truth. And see, all of these people around us, they're on the wrong side of history. Right now, you may be afraid. You may say, man, if I start talking about this, I'm going to get canceled. If I start saying the wrong words, I'm going to get canceled. If I start just beating these drums and, and shaking things up, I'm going to get canceled or I'm going to get fired. Look, I'm going to tell you right now, you have to step up. You can't be afraid of what what is going to be um, the outcome. If you are stepping up for a righteous act, if you are stepping up for a righteous path, for a righteous way, God will intervene. God will hold you because fear is is um, fear is is bad. We should never give in to fear. We should never be afraid to speak our truths, to speak our minds. We should always look to please God and not please man. Because man is faulty. Man is faulty. Man has ideas today. They're gone tomorrow. Man has scientific data now. It's it's overruled tomorrow. Man is faulty. Man is constantly learning. Man is always uh, changing due to you know emotions or due to circumstances but god never changes and that's what the bible tells us they say the bible says he is the same today the same tomorrow and the same forever he will not forsake us so my last podcast had a lot to do with that and i feel really strongly about that because not enough men speak up a lot of men just go with the flow they go with the flow and You know, yeah, I mean, if you're going to go with the flow, I'm sure you're probably going to have a good life. I'm sure you're probably going to have any adversity. You probably won't have any trouble. You're also going to be known as a man that went with the flow, a coward, a man that just never stepped up, a man that never cared to speak up, uh, a man that just wanted to remain silent, a man that didn't want to lead, a man that just wanted to follow, a man that was a sheep and not a shepherd. And some of us are built for this and some of us are not. Some of us are afraid and some of us are not. Um, But what I would tell you is pray for it. Pray for it. But, you know, not only men can do this job, women can speak up, too. Now, I wouldn't suggest that women try to do everything on their own because, see, this is the essential part of a marriage. This is why a marriage is so essential. It's because we complement each other. Women are more nurturing. Women are are more uh, good at giving love and affection. And men were more the, you know, kind of the protector. We're the ones that are doing some of the heavy lifting and we're the ones that are helping the family and we're the ones that are pushing the family forward while mom is the heart of the family. She's the, the blood of the family. She's she's what's pumping through the heart. You know, she's the life of the family where the man is more of the sole provider. And 
And we're not afraid to take on that role. We're not afraid to take on that role. That's our role. We're a provider. We're a protector. We're the backbone. We're the skeletal structure. We built that skeletal structure. And the woman is the heart. She's the soul. She's she's the part that's going to do uh, the loving, the affection, the everything. You know, I know some of you guys remember your mom's cooking. Your mom's cooking. They say your mom's cooking had a lot of heart in it. She put love into it. And that's what moms do. They put love into what they do. And that's what mothers, that's why I'm telling you, you guys can speak up. You guys are stronger than you think. You always have to remember that if a man is there, then a man needs to lead. And that's not to say that you can't speak or that you can't have your own opinion. No, 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 no. That's nothing like that. In Christianity, everybody wants to knock Christianity, but Christianity is a 50-50 thing. People think, oh, you know, the man is the one that says everything and rules over the woman. No, it's not the truth. It's not the truth. Women uh, naturally are better at making decisions because they don't go based off of just a quick impulse. Like, men, we go into a store. Uh, you tell me what to buy. I don't look at prices. I don't look at anything. I buy whatever is on the shelf and I leave. And a lot of times I came back with the wrong thing because I didn't take my time or I just bought the most expensive product because I didn't care to look at prices. Um, men naturally, too, with our clothing, it's the same way. I don't even like to try my clothing on. I know that I'm a, a 36 by 32 and I go in there, look for the 36 by 32, 32 waist, 30 or 36 waist, 32 length. And I'm out a large shirt, an extra large hoodie, a seven and a half hat, whatever. Like I already know what I need to get and I'm in and out. I don't need to spend more time than I have to. And honestly, some men even let the woman do the shopping. You know what size I am? Just bring me back this color pants, bring me back this color shirt. So women, you guys are a lot better at those decisions. You guys are a lot better at um at making those those good decisions even with money. You know, sometimes it's better just to let your woman handle the money because she knows that she needs to buy the food, she knows the lunches that she needs to give for the kids, she knows the rent she needs to pay. She knows because she's looking at the bills all the time where men were more like, look, I'm going to bring home the bacon and you go ahead and, and cook it up and and distribute the bacon evenly between everybody. Women, you guys can speak up too. you know, I don't want to make it seem like men are the only ones that have a role in this. No, this is a 50 50 thing. We complement each other. If there's things that you can't do. I'm going to do If There's things that I can't do. Then I'm going to expect you to do that lifting. So my last podcast was a little bit about that, but. This time, there's something that I think I, I should have covered also along with that, because sometimes I get a little overzealous. Sometimes um, I get I get angry. And to be honest with you, it's never good to be angry. The Bible says that we need to be in control, not only in control of our emotions, but in control of our tongue and what we say. And it's been something that I've been struggling with because sometimes I do get mad and sometimes I do get angry and sometimes I will say things that I shouldn't have said. And and it just it gets the best of me. And because I've told you guys in the past, this isn't, this isn't just me preaching to you guys. This is me telling you guys things because they're also happening to me in my life. And maybe not all of them and maybe not in the same sequence that I'm putting them out. But these are things that are very important to cover. So with anger, look at what it says in Ephesians 4.26. It says, be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. So there's nothing wrong with being angry. Because being angry in itself is an emotion that God has given us. Being angry in itself is not bad. It's to allow that anger to fester in our lives. It's to allow that anger 
to not be settled by the end of the night. We have to be very careful that we don't go to sleep on that anger because a lot of times we wake up with that anger. We'll wake right back up with that anger and whatever bothered you the day before, it's going to bother you today. And it's very true. It's very true. It's happened to me several times where I go, I go to sleep angry and I wake up the same way, angry. And it's like, bro, not even, not even the dog can get in my way. You know, it's, it's sad. Honestly, it's sad because I'm a man at that point in that moment, I'm a man that can't even control his emotions and we're supposed to have dominion over everything. So always remember that if you go to sleep angry, the chances of you waking up and having a bad day the next day, it's almost 100%. It's happened to me several times. And these are ideas that you implant in your head. You say, I'm angry because of this. And you go to sleep. You never fix that thought, right? Because it's a confession and you're programming yourself to be angry. You're angry. You're saying you're angry. You're probably telling yourself in your head what you're going to do, what you're going to say to that boss, what you're going to do at work, what you're going to say to that person the next time you see them. And it will manifest itself because the opportunity will come. Either that person will look for the opportunity or you'll look for it and it'll come and you'll get in trouble and then you'll regret and you'll blow away opportunities that you had because a lot of times people are looking at attitudes and if you're a team player, and I guess I'm, I am kind of talking in the context of work right now, but just remember that your attitude says everything about you. Your attitude says who you are. Your attitude says how you carry yourself. Your attitude says everything. So remember, do not go to sleep in your anger, as it tells us here um, in Ephesians 4.26. James 1.20 says, for the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. God doesn't want us to be angry because he knows that we will act on impulses. When you act on an impulse, you're going to act incorrectly. We have to clear the mind. We have to essentially we have to pray about things before we interact with them because we're not going to do it right. We're going to do it in a way that's going to suit our emotion in that moment. So if you have to go talk to your boss, if you have to go talk to a loved one, if you have to talk to your wife, even if you guys are angry at one another, your girlfriend, your brother, your sister, the mailman, anybody, the UPS guy, because he threw your box around a little bit before it got to you. Um, trust me, it's never good to try to settle something with anger. And this is why God in James 1.20 says, for the, for the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. We can't produce righteousness if we are angry because everything that we do, we're going to do it wrong. And along that path, we're going to hurt people and we're not going to care because our anger is telling us that we need to feel this way and we need to make others feel the same way. A lot of times people start steering away from you you start losing those relationships you start losing those things that make you who you really are see sometimes we attract people because of who we are but they leave because of what we become because of what we allow life and circumstances uh, to change us into and i don't want that to happen to you guys some of us are carrying around really honest really good 
uh, spirits, really holy spirits, uh, you know, because we believe in God. But sometimes we push people away because of our anger. We don't check our anger before we engage in a conversation. We don't check our anger before we go speak to that person. So always remember that our anger will never produce the righteousness of God. And sorry, I don't have it up on the screen. I have it on my phone. So for those of you that are wondering, I also have the Young Gospels, uh, the YG cast on YouTube. So check that out if you get a chance. Ephesians 4.32 says, Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. We have to be kind to one another. That's, that's the thing that produces respect. You know, I have neighbors that I don't talk to all the time. But when I do, I'm kind to them. And that produces respect. But it also starts, it sparks a relationship where they can say, you know what, that guy's approachable. I can come up to him and I can ask him something if I'm being bothered by it. And I always tell my neighbors, if you're bothered by something that I do, don't hesitate. Let me know. If you don't like me putting the trash cans on your side because they smell, or if you don't like the fact that the dog is barking all the time, or if you don't like the fact that, you know, maybe I haven't trimmed the trees or I haven't cut the grass let me know these are not things that that are you know that are bad like i want to be a good neighbor and i also want to be a good steward of the neighborhood so if i need to cut my grass and i've let it go a little too long let me know it doesn't have to be a bad thing like hey neighbor your grass is getting a little high that's enough hey neighbor your your trash cans man what you've been eating that's enough. I know what you mean. We, we, I can read between the lines. Or, hey, neighbor, you know, I'm starting to pick up your, your leaves over here. Okay, okay, I get it. So there's ways to engage. There's ways to talk to people. There's also ways to disrespect people. Hey, man, what's up with that grass? When are you going to cut it? All right, see, that's a little bit more. That tone could create an issue, right? Hey, man, your trash cans, stop leaving them on this side of the house. Hey, 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 see, we're getting... To a point of disrespect so that's why the bible says be kind-hearted don't be mean because whatever you have in your heart that's usually how you communicate if your heart is faulty your words are going to be faulty too if your heart is evil your words are going to be evil too your words may not be directly evil but they'll be condescending and i will know that people know that the average person isn't dumb the average person is not dumb people can read you better than you think I always tell people, if I'm having a bad day, forgive me. I, I could have them. They're, it's possible. I'm a human being. I'm, I'm stuck here just like you are. So not until we get up to the, to the main spot are we going to be free of all this. But I'll tell you right now, if I have a bad day, forgive me. If there's something that I need to do that I'm not doing, let me know. And if I ever have a party, whatever, I have family gatherings, Bible study, whatever, I tell my neighbors, hey, there's going to be some people that are going to come through. You may see a couple cars parked out on the street. Don't worry. They're here for me. And it's always good to communicate. It's always good to let your neighbors know. Now your neighbors are not sitting there like, who's parking in front of my mailbox? Who's parking in front of my yard? Even if the neighbor, you know, they may not like it, but they'll they'll figure it out. And they'll realize, hey, this guy's pretty respectful because he's letting us know what is happening in his life. And he doesn't want to be a burden on us. So he's telling us again, it's always important to be kind hearted to one another and forgiving too. there's times where I'm going to tell you guys, there's some times your neighbors have done some pretty shady stuff to me. Some neighbors have done some pretty bad stuff to me. But you know what? I always have to remember, like, 
okay, I'm not going to gain anything by, by beefing with my neighbor. I'm not going to gain anything by having animosity or starting to have issues with my neighbor. I'm not, I'm not going to gain anything. What I have to do is I have to settle down and I have to remember that my neighbors, they're not perfect. I'm not perfect. I've wronged people in the past. And if I would want those people to forgive me, then I have to forgive these people. And But be wise. Be wise, right? If somebody steals your lawnmower or borrows it and never brings it back, well, maybe not let them borrow the new lawnmower anymore, right? This is a smart thing. This is a smart thing. I'm going to teach you guys something real quick. If you don't want to let people borrow your good stuff, go to the swap meet and buy some old stuff. That I call them loners. I have my pliers that I bought maybe off the mat coat truck or off, you know, off a good snap-on tool truck. And then I got my Stanley stuff. You know what I mean? So you want to borrow some, you may get the Stanley. You know, unless I really trust you and I know you, you take care of your stuff too. But if you've already wronged me in the past, don't be surprised if, you know, if you ask for the Makita and you get the Stanley. So don't trip potato chip. That's just how we do it. You got to be smart. You know, if you lived in the hood long enough, you know how it goes. People do borrow stuff and never bring it back. People borrow money, never pay you back. And I don't mind every now and then somebody borrow money because I know that if they wrong me, they ain't never coming back. So there's a plus to it too, right? Hey, give them 20 bucks. You may never see them again, which is also a good thing because a lot of these people, they're not trying to change. You know, they, they look at us Christians and they just want to borrow something and they're sayonara, sucker, I got you. But little do they know that um, we can be a big blessing to them if they allow us to be. But they have to allow us to be a blessing to them. And not everybody wants that. And it's cool. You know, just like God says, hey, I'm a gentleman. I, I leave you to your way. That's why he gave us free will. Because if we were not free creatures, then we wouldn't be freely choosing him. Right. So that's what free will is all about. It's about God knowing that we freely are choosing to live for him, to be with him. And that's what God loves. And that's why he gave us a free will, a will to decide. So if you decide the bad path, you have every right to go there. You decide the good path and you have every right to go there also. So again, Psalms 37, 8, refrain from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not yourself. It tends only to evil refrain from anger see it tends only to evil anger always leads to evil regardless of how you want to see it you're either going to say words that you didn't mean to your significant other or to your kids or to the dog or to the mailman or to the ups guy or to your boss anger always leads to an evil action and um, i always say that words are like arrows once they're unleashed you can never call them back. Once you release an arrow, which I, I like shooting, I'm into archery and I bought a bow not too long ago and I really love this bow. I recently just got another one because I'm really liking it. Um, so I, I have two bows and I saw a little quote that said, words are like arrows. Once you release them, you can't call them back. And it's so true. Once you tell somebody something, okay, Listen, listen carefully, young man, young woman, uh, young people, older people. Once you tell your kids something, can't call that back. Once you, a young man, young woman, once you tell your parents something, you can't call those words back. We're going to have to live by what we say. Even if it's something good, even if you say, dad, I promise to clean up the dog poop. My son was trying to get me to get him a puppy. And he said, yeah, I'll clean up the dog poop. I'll, you know, I'll do all of it. And he never did it. 
So that's just as bad. You're not meeting up to your end of the bargain. But what's even worse, speaking about anger, what's even worse is if you say something out of spite, say something out of anger, you're not going to be able to bring those words back. So if you cuss your boss out, chances are you probably don't have a job anymore. If you cuss your neighbor out, chances are that neighbor is never going to like you again. So if somebody does come and do something to your house, that neighbor may not tell you. Um, if you say something to your parents, it's going to be hard to bridge that gap. That's why we have to be careful. And even in times of anger, you have to learn how to bite your tongue because words are powerful, man. Words are more powerful than actual weapons because you can kill somebody with words. You can kill somebody with words in less than a second without even wielding a weapon. So think about it. You can also give life. You can also tell somebody how, how good they are, how lovely they are, how honest they are, how beautiful they are, how, how important they are, how acknowledged they are. It, we have to learn how to build people up and not put people down. We live in a society where, where putting somebody down is, is, is awesome. You want to see that because it's bad news. And for some reason, I don't know why, but for some reason, human beings are attracted to bad news news that's why the news does so well because it's all bad it's all bad you barely hear every now and then they squeeze in a, a good one where you know some guy saved the cat from a tree and and it's gone and now it's you know back to you know somebody slapping somebody else i don't really want to get into that but <laughs> i know you guys know what i'm talking about so again don't don't be angry it's not worth it honestly uh, there's a lot of things that i did out of fear and then there's a lot of things i did out of anger but then when I realize that all I need is God, when I realize that all I need to do is have faith, God fixes everything. So if you're angry at somebody, pray about it and you'll see that a day or two will go by, some time will go by and it'll fix itself. If you pray about it, if you pray for that person. And this is another thing. None of us want to wait. We want the thing to be fixed now. We want this to happen now. We want our boss to stop doing what he's doing now we want our wife our spouse to stop doing what they're doing now or to hear us now or to you know let us do this one thing now and guys we we, we have to settle down and we have to give god time to work that's why we have day and night there's 24 hours in the day we have to wait it things don't just happen overnight pray about it as time goes on your faith will increase and God will show you that he's there for you. But if God gives you everything you want, then you won't ever need anything from him. And sometimes God, God's way of working is to increase our faith. By what? By time. Time needs to go by for things to settle. Time needs to go by for things to get fixed. It's not going to get fixed in that moment. So pray about it. Ask God to help you with your tongue. If you already said something bad to somebody, pray about them and forgive them. Apologize. You shouldn't be above an apology, man. We're grown. We're grownups. And for you young people, it's something that you need to start learning now. Apologize. There's nothing wrong with it. You'd be surprised how quick, how quick something could get settled with an apology. I had a little inter interaction with one of the neighbors and I could tell he was mad. I could tell he was heated. And he was like, hey, man, this, this, this and that. And the other day, some people came by and they, I saw they came up to your house and they were probably family of yours. I said, look, I don't know what happened. I'm sorry, though, 
forgive me if they stepped on your sprinkler and broke it my bad you know if i'll go look at my camera and if they broke it i'll pay for it you know so it is what it is like you have to try to settle things right um now i'm not gonna try to you know i'm also not gonna just give him a free sprinkler you know because he's got the 30 dollar ones so in my head i'm like wait well i mean we do need to do a little bit of due diligence here so you know let me look a little bit and i'll investigate it you'll hear back from me if i find out that one of my guests broke your sprinkler 30 dollars sprinkler psh, i get it i will replace it but let's find that out first instead of you trying to get a free sprinkler out of me but i did say i said hey i'm sorry my bad and that right there just calmed him down immediately because he came overheated and just sat right there he calmed him down like oh well okay 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 and i said let me look at my camera if if my if the guest because it's 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 logical man and, and it's fair it's fair like it's not like i'm saying no right it's fair so let's be fair what is justice right we need to what is fairness we need to look at the facts and then we'll go from there so anyway long story short um my neighbor did not break his sprinkler it was another person that came to an event of another neighbor's and he thought it was my event and it wasn't so he went and told the other neighbor they settled it but always always uh, ladies and gentlemen we are not above apologies we are christians some of us are practicing christians some of us are, are white belts in the christian world some of us are blue belts black belts you know i really love the belt system so i always say that some of us that are coming in as christians we're white belts and we're learning and some of us are blue belts we've been in it a little bit and some people should already be teaching like the apostle paul says to say the least so anyway that's all i have for you guys um i love you guys in jesus name i'll pray i pray for you guys i see that there's a lot of listeners around uh around the world i'm getting listens in germany i'm getting listens in the netherlands i'm getting listens all over so i really love you guys i send out prayers to you guys i pray for this audience because it's not about me it's about him if i can lead you to anything i want to lead you to christ and that's it i don't ask for money i don't ask for donations every all my equipment that i have i purchased it on my own i've invested my own money for the kingdom because i don't want treasures on this earth i want treasures in heaven where god says to store them where no moth no rust or no thief can break in and steal um anyway love you guys in jesus name this one's dropping april 4th so happy april 4th and have a great and blessed weekend i'm out young young gospel young, gospel, gospel. Young, gospel. I, got you. I got you i got you young gospels Building. My hope is out the ceiling. My hope is that I hope these Christians really do feel me. Mama, I'm a different Christian. I'm on a different path. I took a different mission. The blood, the life. I got the passion of the Christ. Everyone's so hostile. They used to call me T Money, now it's Young Gospel. Go with me to a land you'll never see. It's free, but it's sex and serenity. Yeah. Gospels.